Welcome to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. Before we get started, I just want to let you know we are on Instagram at underscore vote underscore your underscore conscience underscore. And we also have a personal uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. And uh, that'll there will be a link in the show notes to all three of those. And, of course, also, I would appreciate it if you could leave a review on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Now that we got that out of the way, we can start the show. And on this episode, I wanted to go over basically how unfocused all the citizens are in this country. So, you know, I've been doing episodes on, you know, specific topics. And, um, you know, of course, I get off topic sometimes and cover multiple topics in different episodes, but there's just uh, basically over the last week or so, as I'm discussing things with people online and in my personal life, there's just so much going on, you know, that there's too many problems for people to focus on. And it really creates one massive problem. And it's that we can't solve any one issue because there's so much stuff going on. So I wanted to cover basically how people are so unfocused and how it's leading to distraction because of all of the things, all of the information that is just coming at us constantly. And it's just really making it impossible to solve any one issue. So I'll just go over a list of, you know, all the things you might be uh, being bogged down with when you just you look on any media anywhere, you know, whether it's on social media or, you know, mainstream news media or whoever you're going to be following to get your news, wherever you get news. Even if you're, you know, not watching news, you're seeing commercials with these issues in it. You're seeing, you know, or you're hearing from, you know, your colleagues and friends and family about all these different issues all the time. So how are we going to come to a conclusion and figure out any one of these things? Because any issue, you know, there can be experts trying to solve a certain problem and they still don't have the right answer, or at least they can't implement the right answer because there's always pushback. But here's just an idea of what's going on that is completely confusing everybody and just making it impossible to focus on what's actually important. So how are you supposed to figure out what's actually going on and come to the right conclusion on all of these uh, issues when we have, you know, Hunter Biden's misdeeds to go over, figuring out what's going on with uh, Donald Trump and classified documents and Biden and or Hillary, you know, from years ago. Um, You know, when you have to focus on some lost rich submariners or something, you know, for multiple days that the news focuses on, and then just constant political division all the time, people spewing about how divided we are. And then, you know, one party saying, you know, or both parties, people from both parties talking about unity all the time, but also while saying that the other party is causing division constantly. Then you have all these conspiracy theories And then just conspiracies that are proven for, you know, years and no one cares because they can't focus on it because there's so much misinformation and just like massive amounts of information coming at everybody 
that it's hard to make decisions on what's actually going on. Then you have people freaking out over censorship, just, you know, on all sorts of different platforms. Maybe the government is behind some of it, and that would be violating our, you know, First Amendment rights. And then just the country just falling apart with chronic disease, just, you know, our life expectancy apparently going down for the first time, which started, you know, years ago, but it's been a constant thing where it's getting worse at this time. Then you have Andrew Tate causing all sorts of problems, apparently, and, you know, people just arguing about whether or not he's some kind of sex trafficker or whatever, and other people revering him when, I mean, that's one of the least important things that, you know, I can think of is what is Andrew Tate doing? I mean, if he's committed crimes, great, he's going to court and they're going to, you know, try to figure this out. If he gets away with it, there's many other people getting away with all sorts of other things that we could be focusing on too. And I'm not saying any sex traffickers should ever get, you know, away with it, but it's happening all the time. So we need to figure that out rather than just go after one man and then claim that all the things that he says is also destroying the youth and destroying, you know, uh, people's minds in the world. And then we have Roe versus Wade overturned. You know, that happened and it's still being just now there's just unlimited like abortion court cases all over the country in all sorts of different states and people arguing about it constantly. Uh, in the state of Michigan, they're trying to implement these new cell phone uh, driving laws. So, you know, you're not allowed to touch your cell phone while you're driving. Well, they're implementing this. You, they can't even solve, you know, the crime around us. They can't stop theft. They can't stop, you know, uh, violence in Detroit, Pontiac, Flint, near me. So, you know, changing these laws, having cops trying to focus on who's using a cell phone while they're driving, I think it's important to, you know, not be texting while we're driving and everything, but they can't stop people tailgating. They can't stop people speeding. They can't stop people not wearing seatbelts. They already have a million things to do trying to stop people who have drugs, figure out who has drugs, who's committing a crime. Don't they have enough stuff to do? Maybe they should be solving much more important problems than whether someone is on a cell phone or not. You know, then you have mass shootings that happen all over the country, you know, and then people arguing about how they count mass shootings. And I agree that they, you know, there there's some, there's different standards of uh, how to count what a mass shooting is and then what is actually going on. And then people arguing over the mental health problems, you know, around that as well. And just in general of just crazy people out there. And then everyone saying that that's a, you know, issue to even be calling people crazy when they have a mental health problem. But if you're going to call everybody who is crazy and just go, oh, well, they have a mental health problem, so it's okay. I mean, you know, let's not stigmatize them for being crazy. There is people with mental health problems that are causing other people problems. It's not okay. But, you know, obviously these are things that have to be addressed. Then we have, you know, people arguing over education and how it should be done, when in my opinion, you should be able to educate your kids however you want. I don't even believe that we should have uh, federal standards in education. Um, then you have people, you know, arguing about, 
gang violence versus uh, mass shootings. And, you know, of course, there's a big difference between what's going on with these things. But why are they trying to solve one so much over the other when both of them happen and there's really not much of a solution to either? But I think that we could make a lot more progress on gang violence rather than mass shootings because mass shootings have to do with single individuals making decisions. Whereas with gang violence, it's more of a overall, you know, it's an organized crime group. These are things that you can take apart. You, you can never stop one individual from making a crazy decision. Um, we can reduce the number of those crazy individuals, hopefully, and help, uh, you know, with mental health problems. Um, but other than that, trying to stop one individual from, you know, doing something crazy is basically impossible when there's so many people on this planet. Then on top of that, we have people freaking out over AI. Is AI going to extinct the human race? Is AI going to take your job? You know, there's just a million things that might happen with that. But is that the most important thing we should be focused on right now? And then we have the border crisis with more people than ever coming across our border constantly. And it seems like this isn't letting up or anything. There's not really uh, any way to stop it, apparently. And it's uh, not getting better. The environmental crisis, forest fires, people claiming that the forest fires are because of the environment. I mean, there, there's just people who just make claims and just throw out information that just terrifies people. And, you know, without doing any research on it, it seems like everything could be part of the environmental crisis. You can just blame everything on CO2 emissions and, you know, say, oh, that's why the forest fires are happening. That's why flooding's happening. That's why there's famine. That's why you know, any type of different natural disaster or anything. Well, these disasters have happened forever and we've become much better at mitigating them. And I believe that we should be doing something about the environmental crisis. But like I've said, even in past episodes, I don't think that CO2 is the biggest issue like the governments want to make it. And I only think they want to make it that way because it's a way to control us. Cleaning up, you know, the ocean plastic cleaning up plastics around the country and stopping corporations from dumping stuff into our lakes, you know, that stuff doesn't help the government. That doesn't give them any more control over actual individuals. That that takes, you know, power away from powerful people. So they have no reason to try to do that. They don't try to make, you know, multi-billion dollar uh, plans to clean up all this plastic. They'll leave that to the nonprofits, no problem. CO2 emissions, let's figure that out because we could charge people money for it and tax them. That's what they keep talking about. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but they've been talking about it for years and they never stop talking about it. So it seems like they just want more control there. And that's kind of my whole point about all of these things going on and it being reported on constantly is that we can't come together and, you know, figure out any one issue because there's so much going on and it really just benefits the powerful people to try to tell us that they can solve these problems when they really can't. You know, moving on, this list is basically endless. So 
you know, Pride Month. It's an entire month of pride. Okay, I mean, I don't really care if people are having parades all the time and everything, but then they make it out to be one of the most important things that is going on for an entire month. I mean, you know, I just went over some pretty serious stuff that's already going on, and I still have a list of many more things that are happening. So, you know, there is important things, but there is a list of important things, and we need to have some priorities. If you don't have priorities in your life, then you can't solve problems because you don't know which one to tackle. You, you know, your mind will head towards the easiest problem and then solve it. And it becomes procrastination because if I'm really stressed out and I need to do something that's really difficult, it's really easy for me to go outside and pull weeds, but I feel like I'm doing something. Or I even use exercise as a procrastination because I'm still doing something good for myself, at least I think, when I should really be working on something else that's much more complicated for me to do. So I just, I see all these things in the same way as that, is that it's taking our focus away. We don't have any priorities. The government is just trying to push all of these different things and telling us that they can solve these problems when I I don't see how they can solve any of these problems because they've been trying to forever and they've only made more and more laws. I mean, how many laws are in our country? It's an absurd amount. There's no way that you could ever know them all. So if you can't know what the laws are, how can they even exist? So to just move on, you know, like what I would think, human trafficking, illegal drug overdoses, um, legal drug overdoses, prescription overdoses, people still arguing about COVID. There's so much information out there about COVID, you know, on either side of whatever arguments that COVID was worse than you think, that COVID wasn't as bad as you think, you know, most people don't have time to dig into all of this, you know, time or effort or energy, or they don't actually care enough. They'd prefer to just listen to, you know, whoever they like, and then they make up their mind that way. But so people are still arguing over COVID. I mean, I've had multiple arguments about COVID in the past few weeks. So, you know, this is still going on. Um, You know, banks are collapsing, economic disaster looming, everyone saying that our economy is crashing all the time. It's been crashing for years. It crashed, you know, how long ago is that now? 2008 crisis, 15 years. And then ever since that happened, people have been saying it's going to crash forever. Well, there's always people with problems, economic problems. There's always poverty. And it doesn't seem like we come across any of the solutions that we could actually address poverty and or the, you know, economics. Our government, their only tool is to just print more money and borrow more money or take more taxes from us. They can't solve the economy. We have to do that ourselves. So, you know, all these same problems, I believe, are caused by the same thing, which is more government power over us. When we can't have our own, you know, freedom to solve problems in the way that we want to, because the government is taking our money and our power 
to do these things out of our hands. So they're making the decisions on it. And I know that we vote, but most people don't seem to think that system works very well. I definitely don't. That's my entire point of this podcast is trying to get people away from the two-party system because with only two parties, the power can't be divided, you know, amongst what people actually believe. There's more than just two groups, you know, and two ideals in this country. So how is there only two powers that run the whole country? Well, I believe that it's because they use all of these different topics that I'm just covering very briefly because the entire point of this episode is to show just how many, you know, crazy things are going on apparently all the time that everyone's trying to focus on when there's there's no way for us to focus on all these issues or work on solving all of these issues. And I don't believe the government can either. So just continuing on in my list here, you know, we went over the bank collapse and economic disaster. People arguing about, you know, communism and capitalism and socialism all the time, arguing about what to do with the homeless population and how to treat them, poverty, all these different wars and conflicts across the world with Ukraine, Palestine, Yemen, Israel, China, Russia, and then just rampant government corruption in every single country, including the United States, just massive corruption. I believe that we need to, you know, focus down. This list goes on and on. So my list has come to an end, but this list is endless of all sorts of different issues and problems that are going through our heads on a daily basis because all of the media and access to information that we have, we're seeing all of this stuff. We would have never had this 100 years ago. You might read the paper in the morning or, you know, even when television came out after that or on the radio, you know, there would have been news at certain times a day that you could tune in, just hear a little bit about what's going on. You can see this stuff all day, every day. I mean, you open a Twitter feed or Instagram or Facebook, you just see these problems constantly. It's all the time. You can't get away from it unless you completely turn off and don't really interact with many people and stay away from all, you know, types of media, basically, Um, which is a good idea to do sometimes. And, you know, definitely staying away from technology for hours at a time can help you uh, focus a little bit better. But either way, there's all these problems going on. And what I think we need to do is focus on the most important issues. We need to figure out what the most important issues are. And they're not going to be the same for everybody. I have my own list of the most important issues because I think that going over, you know, the ones that uh, I believe are the most important will help with all of the other issues. So just to cover that, a little bit, what I think that we need to do is have the government have less power, meaning being involved less in our lives. We need less government organizations to have control over every single thing. So what I think the most important issues are is number one is education. So we've been taught to 
follow along. Like we can't solve these problems ourselves. We need the government to do it. And if we don't get the education system right, and by that I don't only mean public education because we can have, you know, public education, private education um, as well. But if we don't teach the kids now the correct way of thinking, then it's only going to get worse for the next generation. It doesn't get better unless the people who are coming up now, because it's not just the people who are being born right now that are going to be taught. There's 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds right now. They're going to be adults in just a year to a few years, and they're going to start having an impact on the world. They're going to start having an impact in the workforce. They're going to start having an impact in voting. They're going to start having an impact over all of these different issues. And if they're educated just like my generation and the previous generation, how are we going to fix these problems? It seems like these problems have just been getting worse. And I know there's people out there like Steven Pinker, you know, that show statistically that things have been getting better. But just in the past few years, that's not the case anymore. We're starting to get more homeless people, more poverty. In the last hundred years, we've brought, you know, uh, collectively out of poverty, just like billions of people out of poverty. So there has been drastic improvements in all sorts of areas, healthcare, poverty, you know, housing, clothing, water, um, you know, things have been getting better, but only in certain ways. Along that same course, governments around the world have been gaining the most massive amounts of power like they never used to even have. Before, governments did have power, but they, they couldn't control all these situations because everything was so dispersed. So, you know, they didn't have instant information. If, uh, you know, in the when the Roman Empire was massive and sprawling, it's not like the ruler could get information from the far outreaches of this um, massive, you know, organization. In our government now, they can get information instantly. So, you know, they can use this information to try to redirect what's going on. If they think we're going to be trying to push in a certain direction and it's going to hurt their power or take away from their power, then they can try and redirect immediately. They can course correct much more quickly because they have all this power. They have all these organizations that are gathering all this information on us constantly, you know, about all of these different problems, what we think about them and what people are going to be doing so that they can try to make decisions so that they can stay in power. So, just like I said, the whole point of this podcast is trying to get people to vote against the two-party system because I believe that's the only way to get away from corruption. I don't think we're going to get someone who's not corrupt in the Democratic or in the Republican Party. It seems very unlikely. So that's why I advocate for that. So that's why I'm saying education, I believe, is the number one thing because Who's going to solve these problems for us if we haven't been able to solve them and they're getting worse? Number two would be the economic crisis, in my opinion. So do I believe there's an actual economic crisis? 
Only kind of. So what I mean by that is the way that our economies run is that they're set up by central banks. So we have the International Monetary Fund, and it is hooked up with all of the other central banks, and they can print money to any country and give money to any country, and they can inflate or deflate the currency through the other central banks. Our central bank in America, which is still under the international central banking system, is the Federal Reserve banking system in America. So they control our money supply. They're allowed to take money out of our, of our money supply, and they're allowed to put money into our money supply. The only way it goes in to our money supply isn't through the government. So our government spends money and they can borrow money from the Federal Reserve Bank. But that's not the only way that the Federal Reserve can create money. They're also allowed to invest in different things and loan money to whoever they want because they're actually part governmental organization because they have government oversight of the system. But they're really a private bank that can loan money to whoever they want. And they control our economy by expanding and contracting the money supply. I mean, this is not my idea. This is their idea. You can go to the Federal Reserve website. They discuss how they control the economy because that was the entire point of its creation was to control the economy to stop booms and busts. Now they create the booms and busts. That's why people are always paying attention to what they're doing with the interest rates and uh, you know, how much money our government's borrowing, what the debt ceiling is going to be, all these different limits on our economy. So that's why I say that the economic crisis is only kind of real because it's created by people who are in control. They can't completely control everything that happens in the economy, of course, but they can manipulate it to a huge extent because they can decide on how much and how easy it is to get more money or get more credit, as they would call it, because they're going to be loaning that money out. And then all of the banks are going to follow based on those interest rates. When the interest rates are really high, then business people don't want to take out loans. When the interest rates are really high, people who want a house, they don't want to get a mortgage because the interest rate's going to be really high. When the interest rates are really low, then people want to get a house they want to get a mortgage. They don't care about the interest you know, on the loan because it's low. So they can control how much people want to access that money. And I believe that this system needs to change in order for us to have a better economy that benefits more people, and which would lead to less poverty. And the reason that's my number two one is because without the education, we're not going to get an understanding of how to control the economy or allow a free market to work. And then with the economics, if we don't get the economics right, these other issues can't be resolved because people in poverty, it's very difficult for them to solve problems. I don't want to say that they can't solve problems, but when you're in poverty, when you're struggling, I mean, me and my partner were struggling for years. You know, you don't just have time to be considering what's going on in all of these other situations. You can hear about it on the news. You can have opinions. But are you going to be able to get out there 
and figure out why the Ukraine war is happening and try to come to a conclusion on how we're going to solve this issue. No, you need to figure out how to get enough money so that you can pay your bills so that you have heat, you know, food, water, housing, so you don't get your house taken away or, you know, get kicked out of your apartment or whatever your situation is. You need that money so you don't have the time or the energy because you're distracted, you're stressed. And I believe that's where our government wants us. If we don't have these distractions and these stresses, then we can focus all of our attention on them and how to make our government better. Not for the government, not for the government officials, but for the people of our country. And I believe this is in most countries. A lot of other countries, governments are set up completely differently than ours. And it would be a lot more difficult for their people to, you know, take power away from the leadership. In this country, I believe that it would be pretty easy if the people actually got together, got some priorities down for at least so we could come to some conclusions on, you know, a few different things. Even if the conclusion is like an education, we need to have way more options. We can't have federal oversight and standards. People need to be able to raise their kids how they want so that they can, you know, learn how to think differently from each other because then we'll have people who are coming at problems from, you know, uh, a different place rather than all the same. If everyone went to public education, we're all supposed to learn the same thing and the same method of thinking then how are we going to resolve issues if we can't resolve issues with a certain way? If everyone thinks the same way, then you will never be able to solve that problem. So we need people to think differently. And in education, I believe we need many different types of schools, many different types of methods, because how are you going to analyze what is working if everyone's supposed to do the same thing? If we're supposed to focus on the same curriculum and similar you know, teaching methods that are the standard, then how are we supposed to examine what another teaching method does and how it works, how well it works? You have to look at and compare. If there's not much to compare to, then it takes a really long time to figure out what is actually effective. So that's why I believe that education and economics are the two most important. And then the third most important one that I believe is, is all of these endless wars and endless funding of wars. So this allows, you know, people to continuously manipulate less powerful countries throughout the entire world. And it gets people in other countries to decide, you know, who they're siding with. And then it creates more division, even in the countries that the wars aren't happening in. In America, there's massive division over what is going on between Ukraine and Russia right now. I have my own opinion as well, but that's not my point. My point is the division and the hatred that it creates, even in our country. We're not even fighting in this war. And there's all sorts of hatred and just, you know, um, division, mistrust, people arguing with each other constantly over what's going on. And then one side, you know, just accusing the other one of being horrible and not being compassionate to, to what's going on in, you know, in Ukraine. I mean, the, the people who live over here, 
like myself, can't imagine what is happening, okay? I mean, there's there's videos you can watch, of course, but when you're in a war, it's completely different than what's going on over here. So, you know, people are like attacking each other in our country over what's happening in their country when they're the ones who are actually suffering. So it's hard to decipher what's going on in these countries when I've never been to Ukraine or Russia, and I know that most Americans haven't either. So how would they know what's happening over in all these countries? Can we actually understand what's going on between all of these powerful people who are deciding on these wars? You know, countries pushing to fund Ukraine, and then other people saying that we shouldn't fund Ukraine because we're just drawing the war out. How could I know what is actually happening and what should be taking place for that to happen? Um, the people who are starting these wars, let's just say it's Putin. Okay, so what are we supposed to do about that? We're supposed to continue the war forever? We've started many, many wars, and we continue funding wars all over the world. We give Saudi Arabia weapons and money, and we give Israel weapons and money, and they use them in wars against less powerful countries. So that's continuously going on. Who voted for that? Who voted for our government to decide what wars are going to be happening in the world between other countries? So I didn't vote for that. That's not my goal. But I understand that we have some type of foreign policy, but we're promoting these wars. We keep pushing them forward. And this literally is creating generations of just hatred. The only people that want wars are powerful people. There, there is almost nobody that is poor, middle class, even most upper class people that would want a war to be happening in any country because they just don't care. They have other stuff to do. Why would they care if there's a war going on in Vietnam? You know, we had a war in Vietnam. What was it? 50 years ago, more than 50 years ago now. And why did we have that war? It's because a bunch of powerful people are trying to make things happen throughout the whole world. And we're trying to get involved in that business. There is just the average person in almost any of these countries does not hate all these people in these other countries. Even the ones that they think they do, they've just been taught to hate people in other countries because they're different. They don't actually care in their day-to-day -day life. If you live in China and you work on a farm, you're not just sitting there thinking, oh, America is fucking us over. America is the problem. You know, the everyday American people, at least, you know, maybe people in other countries do think America in general is a problem because they see huge corporations come in and do things in their countries. But if they were to think about the average American person, 
they understand that they're not the one who's doing that. The average American person doesn't have any power to go mess around in China or any other country. So my main point is that these elites constantly push all of these wars, and not just in our country, it's all over the world. And this is why wars have been happening forever, because powerful people want what they want, and then they literally don't care what happens. Most people are not okay with all of the suffering that's happening in any war. They don't like it because they know what it's like to have a family and they don't want that to happen to their family. They don't want their family to be bombed, separated, killed, you know, any other stuff that's going on in a war. So they don't like the idea of war even. And the powerful people just don't care because they're not going to get physically involved. They're going to figure out a way to benefit themselves. And then the fourth thing on my list is just corruption in general. So trying to tackle corruption, I believe, would be a very important thing. And comparatively to many of the other issues that I went over, because I believe that a lot of the other issues are caused by this. So, you know, this issue could be the number one issue, or it could be the last. So it could be last because Basically, the corruption is allowed by the people in our country. So, like I stated earlier, you know, it's a little more difficult to stop corruption in a dictatorship because the people don't have rights. They can't take anyone to court. They can't stand together. You know, they have to have like a full scale revolution in order to change leadership or who's within the leadership happen and different people, you know, get power that way. But in our country, it would be very easy for us to kick out all of our leaders because we could just not vote for them. We have actual, you know, power in that way. Uh, I don't believe that we're using it properly because we keep electing very similar people in, you know, the same parties over and over again, and they still don't solve our problems. Um, so I want to get people in there that will solve our problems by allowing us to take responsibility for our problems and start solving them, um, getting out of our way, <clears throat> stop taking our money and blocking us from being able to purchase our own health care, our own food, our own housing, and allow us to live our lives instead of them deciding what the best you know, course of action is to solve any of these problems. Um, especially since with all of the corruption that I'm discussing, they misuse our money anyway for completely different things than what we would ever do. Um, just like bailing out massive corporations that already have billions of dollars or have lost billions of dollars and they really have no reason to exist because they should be an insolvent business, but instead the government gives them money. I was saying that corruption could be last on the list because I believe that it's the people's fault in our country that the corruption is so rampant because we just keep voting for people. Or it could be the most important uh, issue on my list because it influences every other problem that I'm talking about. So 
the powerful people who are corrupt are also corrupting our education system. They're also corrupting our economic system or have already corrupted it to the point where it functions in the way that I was explaining earlier. And I think more people need to really look into what the Federal Reserve banking system is and how our money functions. And it should be taught in school. That's my entire point about education. Economics and financial responsibility and literally where our money comes from and how it functions should be one of the most important topics to teach people so that they can understand. It doesn't matter if you understand biology if you can't afford your apartment or if you don't know how to manage money enough so that you can afford your apartment on a low-paying job until you can get skills to get a better job. Um, and then, you know, the other one on my list of the endless wars, the powerful people also influence all of these wars to happen. So, you know, those are things that I feel like could be major priorities because if we can get these types of things right, like education and our economics, then we'll have more educated or better educated people that are working on all these problems and understanding them. And then we'll have people, this goes right along with the education too, because if you have people who are too stressed out, they can't even learn. They can't get educated, you know, not as well at least because they're too stressed about uh, how they're going to pay for stuff in the first place, how they're going to, you know, get basic sustenance and their basic needs covered rather than worrying about how to solve all these problems. And that's the main thing is that I believe they want us to be in this stress. And the they I'm talking about is the powerful people in our government and the powerful people in our, you know, largest corporations. Um, they prefer it this way because then we can't get out of the loop because people are too stressed to understand the issues and what our government is actually doing about them instead of just what they're saying that they're doing about them. So there's a lot of stuff to cover. And obviously the point of this episode wasn't to resolve all of these issues, even though a couple of my opinions, <clears throat> even though a couple of my opinions, you know, were brought up on each of these issues, but to just cover the vast, you know, amount of problems that are here and how we're going to figure out how to uh, prioritize any of these issues so that we can come together and actually solve one issue at least. I mean, let's solve one problem. Could we come together and try and figure out how to solve gang violence or come together and try to figure out the homeless problem? No, because there's too much going on and our government will not solve the problem, even though they're going to claim and constantly tell you that they'll solve the problem for us when they won't. There's no way. I mean, it's, it's still getting worse. Um, so that's all the time I have for today. Uh, let me know what your, you know, most important issues are, or if you've ever thought about prioritizing them specifically, um, you know, and DM me, leave comments on my posts uh, on Instagram. Let me know what you think that the most important issues are that I should be discussing or that we should be working on, because I believe if we can get focused 
then we could actually try and solve or at least improve some of these problems. It's not like you're going to just get rid of all homelessness. You know, it's not going to end. Uh, there will still be some people that we cannot either get off of the street or help to get them into housing or whatever. I mean, there there's not a solution that will end it, but wouldn't it be great if we could end 50% of homelessness, 75%, 90%, you know, we could definitely work towards achieving something. So uh, I'm going to leave you there just like I always do with a message of unity. All these topics are, you know, extremely controversial as everything is these days, apparently. So uh, having even just basic discussions these days leads to heated debates. So just remember when you're out there talking with family, friends, uh, having these political discussions, just remember to try to have some compassion and try to have an understanding of where they're coming from too. Because I believe that most average people want the same things. We just want better lives for ourselves, our community, our friends, and our family. So I'll just leave you with that. Thanks for listening, and remember to always vote your conscience.